hallelujah. We're thankful to God for being here once again to bring you the word from the Lord. We're so glad you've stopped by our page to join us this morning, to worship with us, to fellowship with us. We're so honored and so privileged to have you here today because you could have gone anywhere that you wanted to in the world right now because of this, this, this opportunity to go online and, and to view services. But you chose to stop by here and we pray and we believe, God, that you will not be uh, you will not be unsatisfied with what you're about to receive today from the Lord. So I'm just going to go ahead and go into prayer right now because I feel that, that right now the presence of the Lord has already filled this place, has already filled your living room, your, your bedroom, wherever you might be watching. But Father God, in the name of Jesus, we bless you right now. We thank you, Father God, for you are worthy of all praise. You're worthy of all glory. You're worthy of all honor, Father. And so, God, we just ask you right now to, to open up our eyes to see, open up our ears to hear, Father God. Give us a heart to understand what it is that you are speaking on today, Father God. Let us not let this moment pass us by, Father, but let us get right into this moment, Father, to be instructed, to be built up, to be encouraged, Father God, to have a reset in our mind and in our thinking, Father. We thank you for it now. We bless you. It is in Jesus' name we pray. Everybody say amen. Hallelujah. So we've been in this series, and I want you all to type it in the comment section. I want you to, to beat me to it. The, 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 the message series that we've been in the last few weeks is reset. Come on, type it in. Say reset. Reset. And so we've been talking about reset and what it looks like to actually reset. And I, I want to I go ahead and just jump ahead and tell you what we're going to talk about today. Today's message is entitled, He's in the Waiting. He's in the Waiting. But over the last few weeks, we've had some, some powerful, powerful messages talking about waiting. And so I'm going to go ahead and read the scriptures for you. Um, in your hearing, you can read it aloud with me because it'll be on your screen. But in Acts chapter 1, verse 4, in the New King James Version, and it reads, And being assembled together with them, he commanded them to not to depart from Jerusalem, but to wait for the promise of the Father, which he said, You have heard of me. And in Acts chapter 2, I'm going to go ahead and jump into Acts chapter 2, verse 1 through 6, and then we'll skip down to verse 12. Acts chapter 2, verse 1 through 6 in the New Living Translation. And it reads, on the day of Pentecost, all the believers were meeting together in one place. Suddenly, come on, type in the comment, suddenly. Suddenly there was a sound from heaven, like the roaring of a mighty windstorm, and it filled the house where they were sitting. Then what looked like flames or tongues of fire appeared and settled on each of them. And, on, and, and everyone present was filled with the Holy Spirit and began speaking in other languages as the Holy Spirit gave them a, this ability. At that time, there were devout Jews from every nation living in Jerusalem. When they, when they heard the loud noise, everyone came running. And they were bewildered to hear their own languages being spoken by the believers. It says when, when they heard the loud noise, they heard a noise, they heard some commotion going on, they heard all of this, this, this sound coming from this room. And when they heard it, they began to run to see where this noise was coming from. And then they stood there in verse 12. It says they stood there amazed and perplexed. What can this mean? They asked each other. 
But what I want to do is stop by and tell you all today is, is that God is about to do something in your life, in my life, in our lives when, while we're waiting. While we're waiting, he's in the waiting. And what he's about to do in our lives, it's going to perplex the world. It's going to perplex the people that don't know God. It's going to cause them to want to know what is this that is happening right now? What is this noise that is taking place? And so before I get too far ahead of myself, I just want to give a point of review real quick. And in our review, for the last few weeks, we've been talking about this, this reset, and we, we know that the world that we live in now is not the world we once knew. Everyone is searching for and longing for things to get back to normal. And the world even calls it the new normal. But what we know is that there is not normal. God didn't call us to be normal. He called us, called us to our next. And our new next. And in the new next, we discuss the power of the reset. In our new next, we discuss the power of the, re the reversal. In our new next, we discuss the return, returning back to what God intended for us to be. And so as we're going through this series, we're, 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 we're being built up, we're being reset, we're being recharged so that we can get ready for our new next. Because we, as we know that this, this, this state is about to open up, a lot of things have been opened up already. And so there's about to, it's been about to be wide open, but one of the things we have to understand is that God has called us to a new next. Not for us to return to normal, but for us to go out and do the thing that God has called us to do in a, in a different way. And then we discuss, uh, wait for it, the promise, the gift of the Holy Spirit, the pouring, a transformational encounter with God, and the power. You're going to have a new authority, which we'll talk about a little later on in the message. Because in today's time, we have been conditioned to want things to happen for us right away, and the faster the better. And so we, 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 we've, been, we've been talking about this from, from the, the previous weeks, and we've been understanding that, that, that everybody wants this to be over with. Everybody wants this thing to happen at a faster pace. But, 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 but to be honest with you, to be real with you, to keep it 100 with you, this is not going anywhere no time soon. It's here. But what are we doing while it's here? We are to wait on the Lord. And while we're waiting... The Bible says in Matthew chapter 6, verse 31 through 34. So don't worry about these things, saying, what will we eat? What will we drink? What will we wear? These things dominate the thoughts of unbelievers. But, but your heavenly Father already knows all of your needs. He tells us to seek the kingdom of God above all else and live righteously, and he will give you everything you need. So don't worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will bring its own worries. Today's trouble is enough for today. In, in Matthew 6, verse, verse 34, in the English Standard Version, it says, Therefore, do not be anxious about tomorrow, for tomorrow will be anxious for itself. Sufficient for the day is its own trouble. So we must learn to wait. We must learn how to sit still and wait. And so as things are beginning to open up, what have you been doing to prepare to go out into the new next, into your new next. What have you been doing? What are you doing to move forward into your new next? It's been, it's been amazing to me to watch 
how this thing is happening. And, and, and of course, you know, in the beginning they were talking about we're looking for things to decline before we actually open things up. But now the narrative has changed and, and things are still trending upward, but they're still opening everything up. But are you prepared for the new next? Are you prepared for what God has for you to do in this new next? And so in Romans chapter 12, verse 12, we, we, we talked about this last week. We talked about rejoicing in hope. We talked about being patient in tribulation and being constant in prayer. In Romans chapter 5, verse 2 through 3, we read, we, we read it says, Because of our faith, Christ has brought us into this place of undeserved privilege where we now stand and we confidently and joyfully look forward to sharing God's glory. We can rejoice Two, when we run into problems and trials, for we know that they will help us develop endurance. And I want to just stop by today and tell you that the Holy Spirit is in our waiting. He's right there with us. He's right there instructing us. If we would just only take the time to sit with him, to listen with, to him, to fellowship with him, to be instructed on what it is that he's called us to do in this hour, in this moment in time. And one of the things I've been learning over these last few weeks is that, 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 that there's always a moment. There's a moment that, 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 that the Holy Spirit stops by and there's a moment that he brings things to us. And if we're too busy doing the things that we normally do, or if we're too busy being distracted by the things of this world, we might miss our moment. That moment is right there waiting on you to be instructed so, so that you can understand that there is something right now that you're, you're needing to do. And so as we've gone through worship this morning, as we, as we praised the Father, as we lifted our hands, as we sang songs unto heaven, the Holy Spirit stopped in to give you this moment. And I want to tell you right now, don't be distracted by what's around you right now in your home. Don't miss this moment. Because the Holy Spirit is speaking right now to you. Come on, let me, let me get close to you right now. Let me come to you and come into your living room. I want to step into your living room this morning. Don't miss this moment. This moment is here for you. God is wanting to instruct you. God is wanting to empower you to give you everything you need for this very present time. Because in this moment, come on, in this moment, say, come on, I want you to type it in the comments. I want you to get your neighbor's attention. Don't miss this moment. Don't miss this opportunity because this opportunity is for such a time as this. It's for the believer. It's for those that don't know Christ who may receive Christ in this moment. It's for you. This moment is for you. It's not for COVID-19. Stop giving COVID-19 all the credit. God is still working in this moment. God is still working in this time. God is still moving. God is still healing. God is still delivering in this moment. Come on, tell your neighbor, don't miss this moment. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Don't miss this moment. And so while we're waiting, while we're in this waiting, again, we know the Holy Spirit is in this time. He's in this waiting. And so in Psalms chapter 37, verse 7 through 9, the word of the Lord says, be still in the presence of the Lord and wait patiently for him to act. Don't worry about evil people who prosper or fret about their wicked schemes. Don't worry about what's going on in the world. Don't worry about that. Don't, 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 give, your, don't, don't give attention to that. Stop being angry because we see what's going on in the political realm. 
Stop being angry. Stop being upset. Don't worry about it. Turn from your rage. Do not lose your temper. It only leads to harm. For the wicked will be destroyed, but those who trust in the Lord, come on, this is where you're supposed to get excited. For those who trust in the Lord will possess the land. Come on, you got to hear it. For those who trust in the Lord will possess the land. Don't worry about what's going on. I don't know if you watched the little video of the little young man talking about what he got on. He said, don't worry about that. Don't worry about that. It, it, this, this time, this moment is for you. It's for you. It's for you. Hallelujah. And so, so I want to just talk to you about me, me experiencing some of this time and some of, this, some of these different uh, experiences of, 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 of understanding how the Holy Spirit is in the waiting. Of course, y'all have heard my story many times, and you've heard, you've heard things that we've experienced, my wife and I, what we've experienced many times. And I've always talked about my, my, my oldest son, Josiah, and I talked about what we had to go through, what we had to endure uh, during the time of the pregnancy of, of, of Josiah. When, when my wife was pregnant with him, all of the negative news, all of the negative reports that we were receiving. And, 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 of course, you know the end of the story. You know that, that everything that the doctors diagnosed him with, some things happened, some things didn't happen, but the most important thing of all is that he's still here today. Four years old, thriving, doing great, but everything that the doctors told us he couldn't do, he's doing it right now. And so, 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 so those are some of those moments that I'm talking about, that when you're in a situation, when you're in some tough times and in tough situations, God, God is still there. The Holy Spirit is there, still there. And so what I haven't done in, in depth before is really going to the, the other side of it, of talking about my, my baby boy, Jensen. And in, in, in this time, I want you to see on the screen, because um, in this moment and in this time of our lives, because we had gone through it and because we have experienced it, the Holy Spirit spoke to me plainly before Jensen was born. He spoke to me and he said, this time I want it to be on your wife. This time, it's not on you. This time, I don't want you to do the fighting. This time, I want her to do the fighting. And I couldn't understand it at the time. So I waited. I didn't even tell her because I just thought those were just thoughts going through my head. But he instructed me on this thing because one of the things that I learned from that time is that God was trying to get my wife and I on the same playing field. He was trying to get us on the same page. And so when, when my wife was pregnant with Jensen, the doctors told us that his heart rate was dropping. We went for our, our doctor's appointment, and they said it's dropping rapidly, and we got to get you over to the hospital right now to deliver, have an emergency uh, delivery. And so, of course, you know, it rocked our world because we wasn't expecting it. We didn't know what to do. We didn't even prepare for this because we were, were just going on a doctor's visit all the way in Little Rock. And so when you see... Um, uh, the doctor, and he tells you all of these things, of course, you know, fear and panic starts to settle in or try to settle in. And I had to tell my wife, because my wife said, why does this keep happening to us? Why, why me? And I said, sweetheart, I was supposed to tell you this two weeks ago, but I didn't do it, but I'm going to tell you this right now. God spoke to me, the Holy Spirit spoke to me and told me, this time it's on you. And so I told her, I said, what I need you to do is I need you to muster up all the faith you can muster up, and I need you to get a word. I need you to put God back in remembrance of his word. 
And of course, she had to, she had to go through all of these dis- different emotions and had to go through all of this different um, frustration and, 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 and just sadness of po- potentially losing our baby boy. But in my heart of hearts, I knew that, 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 that what was in her was going to eventually come out. And so when she began to just kind of get quiet before the Lord and begin to meditate on, on, on the goodness of God, I kept, I kept telling her this because that song just kept playing in my ear that if he did it before, he can do it again. If he did it before, he can do it again. I knew it, but I knew my wife, she needed to know. And so as we were driving to the hospital, because we had to drive ourselves from the doctor's, appoint, the doctor's office to the hospital in Little Rock. And so once we got there, they got her there, they got her, got her put, um, got her um, church clothes, I mean church clothes, her hospital gown put on and got her ready for, for the emergency delivery. And when we were getting ready to roll back into the back for her to, to deliver, I said, do you have a word yet? And she began to talk and she began to speak. And, 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 but, but all the while, she was um, getting, getting herself built up I was doing these things that we talked about last week. I began to to rejoice in hope. I began to rejoice in hope. I knew that God was going to to work a miracle in the life of my baby boy, Jensen. I knew it was coming, but my wife, it was the thing, she had to know it as well. And she had to speak it and declare it out of her own mouth. And and as, as, as I began to rejoice, I also had to learn patient endurance. Because I was thinking the same way my wife was thinking, why does this keep happening to us? Why does this keep going on? But I had to know, keep fighting, keep believing, keep standing strong, keep standing firm, and keep encouraging her. Because she's the one carrying this life. And so in Hebrews chapter 10, verse 36, it says patient endurance is what you need now so that you will continue to do God's will then you will receive all that he has promised. And so the last, the last one on, on, on what we talked about in uh, Romans chapter 12 was to be united in prayer, to be constant in prayer. Thank you. We have to be united in prayer. My wife and I had to touch and agree. We had to believe the Lord for what it was that he wanted out of the life of Jensen. And I, and I just began to just wait I began to wait. I began to just, just, just wonder what was about to happen. I knew God was going to do something, but I didn't know what. And I knew that he was going to speak through my wife, but I didn't know what she was going to say. I didn't know what she was going to do, but I knew there was a calm, calmness that just came over her. And she got quiet, and then she began to kind of start talking a little bit. And I, and I waited a little while longer because I wanted to make sure that she was sure. And so in Isaiah 40, verse 31, The Bible reads, but those who wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. So so as we were waiting, I I could see the strength coming coming back in my wife's life. I I can see the renewed strength taking place in her life. And so I began to ask her, I said, sweetheart, what did you get? She said, he shall live and not die. According to Psalms 118, verse 17, he shall live and not die and declare the works of the Lord. He shall live and not die and declare the works of the Lord. And I said, I'm with you, baby. I said, let's ride with it. That's what's about to happen. 
We're going to see our baby boy live and not die. And he shall declare the works of the Lord. And so, so this, is, this is the thing that you got to understand. I want you to put that, that, that pre, the, the first picture up. I want you to put the first picture up if you can. Put that first picture up. So as we begin to, um, as we begin to see uh, this thing unfold, there was a, a, a quiet, just a, a quiet um, atmosphere in the room. And of course, the longer it, it became quiet, the longer we had to wait, the more the enemy began to try to speak even more. And, and, and in that time of waiting, I began to just pray. I began to just grab my wife's hand and we prayed and we just continued to touch and agree and we began to just know that God was up to something. But as we were waiting, as we were sitting there, God was at work. He was in the waiting. He was right there with us. He was right there with us. He was in the waiting. But the thing we didn't know at the time is that my son wasn't breathing. So they had to whisk him off to another room. And they had to revive him. But while we were waiting, come on, say, while we're waiting, he's in the midst. While we're waiting, he's right there with us. We were waiting. We were patiently waiting. And then we became, of course, to be honest with you, some, in some sense, we began to be impatient because it just seemed like it was taking so long. They didn't even tell us. I'm, I'm telling you, I was so ready. I had my phone ready to record them lifting him up and just hearing him cry like I saw before with Josiah. I was ready to see him uh, scream out and cry out. But, but, but that never happened. That never happened. And so while we were waiting, my wife looked at me. She said, what's going on? I said, sweetheart, everything's going to be all right. They just got a little more to do. There's a little more that's going on that, that, that we are un, we're not aware of. But while we were waiting, God was working. While we were waiting, the Holy Spirit came in the room. While we were waiting, the Holy Spirit began to breathe life into our son Jensen while we were waiting. And so I, I want you to just, just get this in your spirit. No matter what it is you're going through, and it seems like that there's so much pain and so much trauma and so much trouble and so much trial, so much tribulation in your life right now. But I want you to understand something. While you're waiting, the Holy Spirit is right there with you. And so as, as we begin to, 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 to wait, and when the doctors become, uh, came back into the room, when they came into the room, they came with sad news. But that sad news turned into good news to me. Because they were saying, well, we just want you to know that your son was not breathing. We had to revive him. He's still not doing too well, but we have him on 100% oxygen. 100% oxygen. But I think it was 1,000% because the Holy Spirit was right there in that air, breathing in his lungs, and he was going to make it. He was going to be just fine. And so still going through the process. I want you to show the after picture. This is what we had to deal with. We had to deal with him being on all of these tubes, on, on this breathing, breathing tube, and not being allowed to, 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 to function on his own because he had to have assistance with breathing. And so when, when we had to sit there and wait, it, it just seemed like it was an eternity. It was an eternity. 
seemingly. And so I just wanted you to understand that, 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 that I'm not just up here talking to you about something that I've read in a book. It's something that we've experienced time after time after time. And so, so the, the thing I want to really drive the point home with you today is, is, is while you're waiting and, and that he's in the waiting, what he's really trying to do is he's trying to pour something in you. He's trying to get something to you. And that pouring is, is that pouring of his spirit and that power that you so desperately need, especially in this day and time. You needed it before, but because you were so busy, I was so busy, we were all too busy, we didn't stop to receive all that the Holy Spirit had for us. And so as we're taking this moment to wait, as we're taking this moment to, 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 to quarantine and to, to stay distant, to social distance and do all of those things, he's trying to get something to us. And not only get something to us, he's trying to pour something in us, and he's pouring in us his spirit. And as he's poured his spirit into us, he's trying to get over to us his power. So the next thing Jesus tells the, them to, to wait for is the pouring, the outpouring. Something is getting ready to come upon you. You're getting ready to experience a transformation, meaning you're never going to be the same again. You're getting ready to have a real encounter with God. Come on, people of God. While you've been waiting, you might be impatient. You might be frustrated. But I'm telling you right now, just open yourself up to receive all that God has for you to receive right now. Because he's trying to transform your life. He's trying to bring you to something so fresh and something so new that you don't want to go back to normal. That you don't want to look at church the same way. You don't want to look at your life the same way. You want to do what, whatever it is that he has for you to do. You're going to get ready to experience the fire. Come on, say the fire. I want to experience the fire. Come on, be, be careful what you declare and what you ask for. But if you want it, I, I dare you, I double-dog dare you, I triple-dog dare you to say, I want to experience the fire of God. And while you're waiting, while you're in the fire, rejoice in hope. Be patient in tribulation. Be constant in prayer. That's what you must do while he's waiting with you, while you're in the waiting. Refinement, purification, clearing the way, uh, clearing away the dross. The pouring manifests itself many times in your problems. It, 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 it always comes. When, 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 when God is pouring over us and in us, it just seems like problems come from every side to try to distract you. Before, before we even went to the last doctor's appointment, my wife, just to be honest with you, my wife didn't go to the doctor for, for like three or four months of her pregnancy because she didn't want to experience the very thing she experienced the first time. And I kept trying to convince her, and I kept, and of course you know it was easier for me because I'm not the one carrying the baby. I'm not the one who had to endure that hardship and that pain. So I was, I was, a, I was a bit... Uh, empathetic with her, I was very patient with her, but, but understanding that she, I knew she needed to go. But because of the, 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 the pressure of thinking about going through the same thing all over again, it, it, it paralyzed her for a, a few months. And so when we finally convinced her to go, we get to the doctor's office 
and the doctor said everything is great. Everything is fine. The baby is healthy. And then we had to reveal and we found out that it was a son. Only to come back the, ne the very next week to get all the negative news. And for the next couple of weeks, it just got worse and worse and more worse every single time we went until they finally said, hey, we got to get you there right now. So in, in the midst of God pouring, in the midst of God uh, empowering you, there's going to always be tribulation. There's going to always be tests. There's going to always be trials. But he said it in his word to count it all joy because it's working in you something great, far greater than you can imagine, far greater than you can ever think of. Because what tends to happen, what, this is one of the things that I, I so hate about what we have to deal with as people of God. We look at someone, especially we look at our leaders, we look at pastors and we look at bishops, we look at apostles, we look at all these people and we look at the glamour in their lives when we don't know the fire, we don't know the turmoil, we don't know the tribulations that they've had to endure to get to where they are. I'm telling you, as I was worshiping this morning, I was, I was, just, I was just reflecting on the goodness of God and, and, and that scripture where it talked about how undeserving we are to share in God's glory. And I keep, I keep having to ask myself, not, not, not in disbelief as far as what God is doing, but just knowing my own flaws, knowing my own issues. How did I get here? God, why me? Why did you put me here? What is it that you want out of my life? Whatever you want out of my life, God, I want to give it all to you. I want to be what you want me to be. I want to do what you've called me to do. And so, so this is what we have to understand. When we're going through these tests and when we're going through these trials, all it's doing is getting you ready. It's getting you ready for what God's next is for your life, what God's next is for your family, what God's next is for generations to come. So you've got to be patient with the process because when it gets through, when it gets through porn, you're going to come forth as pure gold. So what's happening in the waiting? God's setting in place a module for transformation. He's setting you up and he's transforming you. He's reshaping you. He's renewing you. He's rebuilding you so that you can take on the things that, 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 that come your way, the, the things that try to stop you, the things that try to block you. Just like I said to my wife and just like I said it in my spirit, what, when you've gone through this fire, when you've gone through this test, you know that if he did it before, he'll do it again. Come on, I want you to just reflect back on some things, some situations that God has brought you out of. And I want you to just rejoice right there where you are in your living room, in your bedroom, wherever you might be right now watching this and those that might be watching later on. I want you to just reflect on things that you know, you know that you know that you know that you didn't get yourself out of those situations. You knew it was nobody but God. You knew that he was right there with you all along and he brought you out of that. So now you know that if he brought you out of that, he'll bring you out of COVID-19. Hallelujah. So the module consists of time, expectation, and fire. That's what, that's what it all consists of. Because we, like, like I said earlier, we don't want to wait. But, 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 but there's time. God doesn't operate in time. We do. But at the appointed time, when God says it's time, when God says it's, you're ready, the floodgates open. But what you got to do is you got to have an expectation. You got to have an expectation. You have to receive all that God has for you. No matter what you see with your natural eyes, your expectation is, 
I know God is with me. I know he's walking right alongside me. And while I'm waiting, he is right there in the waiting. When you see the pouring, look for God to show up in his might and in his power. God in you is unveiled and you and God is unveiled. You're unveiled because when he pours, he pours it all over you. He floods your heart with it. And all you have to do is receive, and then you can see the goodness of God, but also you will know who you are in Christ Jesus. When you see change, transformation happening in the waiting, it's getting close. It's getting close. And I believe today that, that, that we as believers, it's getting close. God is pouring out his spirit. He said in the last days that he's pouring out his spirit on all flesh. And I believe that's happening right now. I believe that, that that is in the making right now. But we have to be in position. We have to be in place to receive all that God has for us. We can't focus on the test. We can't focus on the trial. We have to focus on his promises. So there's three things that happen in the pouring. Number one, worship ensues. Come on, I, I don't want you to wait for Sunday to worship the Father. That, that's the old way of thinking. That's the old mindset. You got to worship the Father right where you are. You got to worship the Father when you're in your living room. You got to worship the Father when you're in your cubicle. Worship the Father wherever you might be. Worship the Father. That's where, that's where you will receive the outpouring. Worship Him. Worship Him. Come on. Let's just take a time right now. Let's take a moment right now to just worship the Father. Father, you are good. You are worthy. Your mercies endure forever. God, we love you. We thank you. We honor you. We bless your holy name. God, we thank you, Father God. If we could have a, a 10,000 tongues, we couldn't thank you enough, Father. But God, you are so worthy. You're so faithful. Father, we love you today. We honor you. We adore you. We magnify you, God, because you are the true and living God. And no matter what comes our way, Father, we know that you're right there with us in the waiting. Come on, I want you to just believe God. Believe God with me that where you are right now, he's right there with you. And he's setting you up for something great. So the next thing that happens in the pouring is that his will will, re will be revealed. Come on, it's a tongue twister, but I want you to say it with me. His will will be revealed. His will is revealed when he's pouring when he's pouring he's giving you a download and he's sharing with you what his will is in the earth today and number three what happens in the pouring is works are carried out after you've after you've been drenched after you've gotten the download now it's time for you to move and as as the state is starting to open up and as the country is starting to open up as you've been drenched it's time to move it's time to carry out the purpose and plan of God for your life. So let's talk about the power for a minute. So the power, you're going to, to come out with new authority to accomplish what you could not accomplish once before. And so what happened with my son Jensen is that, 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 that my wife had to be empowered. She had to receive the word of God. And when she received the word of God, not only did she receive it, she had to speak it. She had to speak the very word of God to put him in remembrance so that he can move, so that he can act. Because God can do nothing in the earth except we 
get, we as sons and daughters of God, we give the access, we give the permission, we open up our mouth and we open up the floodgates, we open up the door for the Holy Spirit to come in and do what the Holy Spirit wants to do. We invite him in. You're getting ready to operate according to a new metric for measuring your life. You're going to begin measuring your life by God's ability, ability and not your own. By God's ability, not your own. See, it's too long and too often we've put it on our own ability. We, we, we made it be about us and what we can do and what we cannot do. But it's about the Holy Spirit and what he wants to do in us and through us. So we have far too long put it on ourselves. We have, we have, we have given ourselves too much credit. And we put too much pressure on ourselves. But I'm telling you today, today is the day for a reset. Come on, say reset. Today is the day to understand that while you're waiting, he's in the waiting. He's right there. He's working it out. He's working on your behalf. He is the one to rely on. He is the one who leads. He is the one who guides. He is the one who directs. He is the one who gives us power. Invite the helper in and allow him to work. Come on, the Holy Spirit's been work, waiting on us. The Holy Spirit's been waiting to put in work for us on our behalf, but we have not allowed him to give, we have not allowed him to do what it is that he wants to do in the earth. Hallelujah. I want you to think on that real quick. He's right there. He's been waiting. He's been waiting to be employed by his, son, by, by, by his sons and daughters. He's been waiting to go to work on our behalf. But we've been so caught up in our own world that we've missed out on what it is that he wants to do for us right now. And it's taking this pandemic that he did not cause, but he's going to use it for his glory. It's taking this pandemic to cause us to stop, take a step back, and reflect on where we are and what it is we've been doing. So now that we understand this and while we're, 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 we're talking about him being in the waiting, these are the things that we must do now. We must believe in him. We must trust in him. And we must obey him. So when you're in your prayer closet, when you're in your worship, when, you're, when, you're, when, when his will is being revealed, believe him, trust him, obey him. And when you do that, show, show, show the last slide of my son, you will see that God is in the, in the midst of, of it all. Now, I want to be real honest with you, and I want to keep it 100 with you, because even in this waiting with my son, my son is still not talking. He still can't put real words together. And, and your flesh want to get frustrated. Your flesh want to, want to tell you what's wrong with him. There's something wrong. There's something not right with him. That's what your flesh want to tell you. But I know my God. I know how faithful he is. I know what it is to see uh, an impossible situation turn into a possible situation. I know what it looks like. So while I'm waiting, and I know that he's in the waiting, I know that he's working it out. I know that he's turning this situation around in the right time, in his timing. In, in, in the moment that he wants it to happen. And he keeps showing us glimpses of it. But, but in our own uh, human um, in, in patience, we want to see it happen right away. But while I'm waiting, 
I'm trusting. I'm believing. I'm obeying. And I continue to talk with my son, and I continue to, to have him to repeat back to me what I'm saying. And he tries to mumble what I'm saying, but he can't get out clear words right now. But he understands everything that's going on. I watch him on his tablet, and he can put the letters and match the letters to get together. He can match A to A, B to B, C to C, on and on and on. He can do all of these things, but he just can't put the words together right now. But while I'm waiting, while I'm waiting, I know he's working it out. While I'm serving him, I know he's working it out. I know my son is going to live and not die, and he's going to declare, he's going to open up his mouth, and when he speaks, all hell is going to have to bow because the Holy Spirit is right there on the inside of him, and he's going to work through him. And where you are right now, while you're waiting, God is working it out. Your situation may seem impossible. Your situation might seem like that it will never come to pass. But I'm telling you, wait on the Lord. Wait on the Lord. While you're waiting, he's in the waiting. Come on, right there, I want you to just lift your hands. And I want you to begin to just, just, just cry out to the Lord for whatever it is you might be going through right now. And I don't want you to just cry out over the situation. I want you to cry out and rejoice in hope, knowing that God, although this situation is there, we acknowledge that there is a situation. We acknowledge that there is a problem. But while I'm waiting, God, I'm rejoicing because I know you're with me. I know you're in the midst of this situation and that this situation is small in your eyes. And so, God, we make you big. We make you strong. We make you great, God. And while we're waiting, God, I'm going to be patient and I'm going to endure. But not only am I going to endure, I'm going to be constant in prayer. Not worrying and fretting, not being anxious. I'm constant in prayer so, so that I know that I can commune with you each and every day for the next instructions that you have for my life, for the next instructions that you have for my family. While I'm waiting, while you're in the waiting, I'm resetting all of my old paradigms. I'm resetting all of those things. I'm putting it aside. And God, I'm ready for the fresh and the new. So come on right now, right where you are. You may not know Christ Jesus. And you know that, 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 that life has not been what you wanted it to be and what you hoped it to be. But I'm telling you, today is the day. Today is the day of salvation. The Bible says, choose you this day whom you will serve. And I'm, 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 I'm admonishing you, and I'm, I'm almost wanting to beg you that you don't, you don't want to live the life that you've been living because it doesn't bring fruit. It doesn't produce the fruit that God has for you. It doesn't bring you to the place of purpose that God has for your life. So I want you right where you are right now. If you know that you haven't made the Lord, Savior Jesus Christ your Lord, I want you to just type in the comment section. I want you to type in the letter A for salvation. You say, it's me. I need to, to give my life to Christ right now, in this moment. I told you that there was a moment, and this is that moment. This is that moment for you. God allowed you to be here today for this moment in time for you to give your life to him right now. He's waiting on you. He's waiting on you. Type in the letter A. 
if you want to receive salvation right now. What is salvation? Salvation just, just, just means, simply means that, that, that you are being set free, you've been saved, you've been delivered from all of the sins, all of the bondages, you've been bought with a price. He paid the price when he died on Calvary's cross for our sins. But what we have to do is we have to open up our mouths, we have to let go of those sins. We open up our mouths, the Bible says that if we confess with our mouth, we believe in our heart, then we shall be saved. And so if you just freely open your mouth and say, Lord Jesus, I'm here, God. I ask you to come into my heart, come into my life, be my Lord, be my Savior, be my God. I ask you to save me, Father. A sinner, Lord God, that don't, that don't know you, I ask you to save me now, Father. Save me from myself. Save me from the sin. Save me from the cares of this world. And Father, I surrender to you now. And I receive you as my Lord. I receive you as my Savior. And I receive you as my King. And if you've done that, I want you to just go ahead and I want you to let the people know by typing in the letter A. I want you to, I want you, the people that are watching and you see them, I want you to just rejoice with them. I want you to celebrate with them. Give them, give them all the hearts, give them all the love, give them all the likes that you can. Not, not just for likes and love, but to just let them know that they're not alone. You're not alone. And if you have, have made the Lord and Savior, your, your, uh, made Jesus your Lord and Savior, if you've done that before, but you've taken a step back and you've, you've gone a different direction, it's time to just come back home. Simple as that. It's that simple. So if you want to get back in right standing, all I want you to do is type in the letter B for rededication. Saying it's time for me to get back in right standing. It's time for me to get back in my place to receive the outpouring and the power that God has for me. Type the letter B. And last but not least, if, if you want to make restoration your church home, I believe that this is a great church. This is a great uh, family of people that are all uh, 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 exes and all being restored and, and being renewed and being transformed. We're all in this together. We, we, we're not perfect. We're not, we're not here to judge you. We're not here to judge one another. But we're all becoming we're all becoming, we're all becoming who all that Christ intended for us to be. And that's what this place is for you, a place where you can belong, believe, and become all that God intended for you to be. So if you're here and you, if you're on here and you want to become a, a member of Restoration, all I want you to do is type in the letter C, the letter C for church membership. And when we do all of this, I just want everybody just real quick, I want you to just, just rejoice. I want you to really, not, not virtually, but I want you to shout with a voice of triumph over your life, over the lives of those who have come into the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. Shout over the problems and situations that's been trying to hold you back, that they can't hold you back any longer. Because the Holy Spirit is in the waiting. So I want you to just... Um, just want, want you to just rejoice with us today. I want you to rejoice. I want you to rejoice. I want you to rejoice. I want you to be glad. I want you to be excited about what God has for you in this new next. And we're so glad that you joined us this morning. We pray and we believe that God is going to show you things that you never thought you would see ever in your life because he's with you and because you've surrendered yourself over to him and you've reset your, your thinking 
that it's not about a church building. It's not about just going to church. It's about you in your home doing the things of God right where you are. You get it in your prayer closet. You get in worship each and every day so that you can be downloaded and you can receive the outpouring that, that God has for you and your family. Get your family together. Pray with your family. Pray with your children. If you haven't been doing it, pray with your wife. Pray with your husband. If you're single, pray. 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 Be built up. Be encouraged. David said, I encourage myself in the Lord. So I want you to be encouraged this morning. Go and make a difference. Goodbye.